John chapter 4, let's just look at it just for a second. We'll make a couple observations, give you three points, and we'll just be a second. Look, if you would please, in chapter three, 4, verse number 35, and uh, read it with me. Uh, read verse 34 with me out loud. Are you ready? Jesus saith unto him, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me. Of course, the Lord Jesus has now already had a conversation with the woman at the well, the, the Samaritan woman. And he has spoken to her. The disciples have gone into town to get food. He comes back. They come back. They see him talking to this lady. And they're surprised. She is not dressed appropriately, most likely. She's coming at noonday when she would not be welcome in the morning or at night. The other girls of the town would throw rocks at her or hurt her or pull her hair or punch her. So she's come in the middle of the day, and, and she's, um, she's, a, she's a woman of ill repute. She's been married five times. She's living in adultery and, and fornication at the time. Jesus knows all this about her, and probably the disciples could tell she wasn't a good lady. But there was a conversation going. No one asked her. No one asked Jesus about it. They didn't have that much courage to find out why he's talking to her. But as he begins to talk to her, he tells her two things. If you knew who was talking to you, if you knew that I was a true God and you knew that eternal life was a gift, you could ask me and I would give it to you. Most of the world is confused about those two things, that eternal life is a gift and it's only possible through a person, Jesus, not anyone else. That girl didn't know that, but she found that out. And she went into town and left, and she went and got all the people that she knew and that knew her and said, you got to come see someone that told me all things, whatever I did. While she is rounding up the people of the town, and the men in particular, the Bible says, the disciples are asking Jesus, so you want this to eat? We brought some food for you. He goes, I, I really have meat that you know not of. I have I've got something that is filling me up that's, that, that, a, that, a, that a Big Mac can't do. <laughs> I've got something that's satisfying me that that, uh, that uh, fudge brownie and ice cream just won't do it. Something that is better than that. Because my will, my, my, my meat is to finish the work that God started. And uh, then he tells them, say not, there's just four months and then come as harvest. Because he says, lift up your eyes and look right now. There's a harvest waiting right this moment. You know, as a pastor of a church, I have grown to love you very much. I want to thank you for allowing me to be your pastor. I, I know I make a lot of mistakes and I have some idiosyncrasies that probably frustrate and aggravate some of you. And you just love me in spite of it. And love cover the multitude of sins. I thank you for letting me be your pastor. Thank you for allowing me the privilege to, uh, to serve. And the only reason I can lead you is because you let me. And I'm not all that great of a leader, but one thing I, I take very seriously is that a pastor is to be followed because he watches for your souls. He's watching for your souls. The reason I had, an, and of course the Hope Children's Home were going to come in 2020, but the, uh, the uh, COVID stopped that. The reason I want them to come, because I think all of us need to have a tender heart toward hurting young people. These beautiful kids here, we have them all over our community and all over our church. I don't know that I, 
I, I'm grieved with the stories I've heard, but I've heard some of those stories from our own children that are here across the street tonight in their youth revival. But I know that if we can have them come, that their hearts will be motivated. Some of us need to pray that the children who are going to be aborted will not be aborted. We need to pray that children that are hurting would be helped. And some of us can, can maybe include them into our own home, like this little Nellie did and her husband. Lots of things. Some of us can use our funds and our times and our vacations to be an encouragement to this home or the home in Honduras or the home in Panama or the home in New Mexico or the home in South Carolina. There are some things that we could do to be a help and a blessing to others around the world. In Ghana, we have a brand new uh, orphanage there and maybe another opportunity to start in other locations. These are things that God wants us to care about. But when it comes to missions conference, I think it's one of the greatest opportunities our church can get involved in. I oftentimes tell you this, and I don't want to say, I say it at the expense of redundancy. But in the Gospels, there are four times that God says, go into all the world. And then in Acts, he said, I want you to be witnesses unto me to all the earth. And every time he says it, there's a benefit that comes with it. In Matthew, he says, if you'll go, I'll be with you always. He said, when you get the gospel out to the ends of the earth, God's going God's to fill you with his presence. Now, when you get saved, you have the Holy Spirit, and he's never going to leave you. But sometimes he's there, and we don't acknowledge him. We don't feel his presence. I want every member of this church to have the presence of God potentially on them. I would like to have that in their church. This afternoon, Brother Abdel was in there. I think Brother Eddie was there. But we had a guest, speak, a guest that came into the auditorium. And he was in the auditorium. And then he, was, he stood up. In addition to telling his name, today was testimony time in there. For whatever reason, everybody felt like they had to give their testimony uh, in the visitor welcome. Usually they just tell their name and where they're from. We rejoice with them. But several folks just kept on wanting to talk. But this guy stood up and he said, you know what I want to tell everybody here? The presence of God is in this place. He said, I didn't know. I only live 10 minutes from here. I've driven by this church 100 times. I didn't know what's on the inside of this place. He said, the presence of God is here. Do you know what I think one of the reasons the presence of God comes? is because we have a global outreach. We care about getting the gospel around the corner and around the world. And I want to thank you for doing that. Mark, we hate protection. I want you to be protected. I want your family to be protected. I want your marriage to be protected. I want your kids to be protected. I want our church to be protected. And I believe we have. In supernatural ways, God has protected our ministry. And I think it's in, in result to giving and caring about the gospel getting to the ends of the earth. In Luke, he says, if you'll do it, you'll, you'll stay on the plan. You know, people who learn to give and to be concerned about world evangelism and personal soul winning, they seem to stay their entire life with the Lord. You keep going to church every Sunday, bringing your missions and your tithes and, and getting involved. You'll hear the word of God, and you'll never get out of church. If you'll keep going every week and bring your... That's why the Bible says, let every man lay by in store on the first day of the week as God has prospered him. You know what you're supposed to do on the first day of the week? Go to church. You know what you're supposed to do? As God blessed you, you're supposed to give. You keep doing that, and you'll stay on the track, on the plan of God, and getting the gospel around, around you and, and around the world. In John, he says, if you'll do it, 
My peace I'll give to you. Everybody knows we need peace to make progress. And I want to have a peaceful church. I'd like to have a peaceful life. I'd like to give Linda a peaceful husband. I'd like to have our kids be peaceful. And I think one of the ways to stay at peace is when, as the Father sent me, so, yeah, we'd be faithful about the Great Commission. And then the book of Acts tells us, and ye shall receive power. Power comes when we get the gospel to the ends of the earth. We're on the week before our missions offering and our missions conference. Missions conference is nothing more than a church getting its head together and, and, and the captain calling the huddle and say, okay, what are we going to do in 2022 and 23 to get the gospel to the world more aggressively? So that's what we're doing. We're having a church business meeting and deciding what we're going to do to get the gospel to the ends of the earth personally and corporately. And that's what we're going to do. And I want to ask you to do three things. Of course, Jesus said, look through your eyes. Look in the fields already. And he says, anybody who gets involved with it receiveth wages. Would you look at that? I think it's good for you to see. There is a reason to give to missions. Verse 35, say not, say not ye, there are yet four months, and then cometh harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes, look in the field, for they're white already to harvest. Read verse 36. This is a, this is a great verse to support getting involved in winning people to Christ and giving so that others can do the same. Are you ready? Verse 36, And he that receiveth wages and gathereth fruit unto life eternal, that both and he that may rejoice together. He says, all right. He said, now look, get excited about it and do something now. Say not, later on I'll do it when I get a better job. No, give now. Get involved now because two people benefit. The person that sows and the person that goes. And all of us, we need to go, we need to pray, we need to give. Every one of us needs to do all three of those things. And when you do it, everybody gets involved, God is glorified, and people come to know Christ. Now, I don't know how long we have to live on this planet. I don't know when the Lord's going to come back. I really hope he comes back soon. I know the people getting married Saturday would like for him to wait a little longer. But I'm looking forward to the Lord coming back. But in the meantime, I'd like for you and I to be definitely engaged in world evangelism and personal evangelism. So I'm asking you three things. Number one, I'm going to ask you, if you would please, to give yourself to Christ. Give more time this week for prayer and the Word of God, would you? So if you read three chapters, why don't you read five chapters this week? Why don't you give a little bit more time to the Word of God? And prayer, because everything is sanctified through those basic concepts. God's word and prayer. Would you pray? Take out, the, take out the list of the missionaries. You have them on the back table and pray for them. Pray for the whole missionaries that you can think of. If you, want to go, you don't normally go through that box of cards of missionaries, pray for them. And then pray that God would give the unsaved to be saved. Pray for the lost, pray for the world leaders, and pray for laborers. I'd like to ask you to go to one of the, the, the cottage prayer meetings. We've, we've strategically put them in different cities with different people. They're open up their home, 6.30 to 7.30. You, do, you can leave any time in that time, 6.30 to 7.30. What time again? Okay, most of our kids will be in the, uh, the, the teenagers will be in the, youth, in the youth revival. Gives the great time to get over there and go and pray. If you have to leave a little bit early, start at 6.30. Come, pray, and leave. 
Most places will not have refreshments. Some of them will. That's fine. But let's go and let's give our time to corporate prayer. Give ourselves to the Lord. Number two, give your support to the conference. Give your support to the conference. Remember years ago when I came to be your pastor, people told me, Pastor, our church will not come on Monday and Tuesday. We're just too busy, and people just are not, they don't come to church on Monday and Tuesday. Too far away, they live in Crown Point, they live in Chicago, they live in different places. But I'm asking you to be the exception to that suggestion. Say, you know what, if it's Monday, if it's Tuesday, if it's Wednesday, and it is, it's a big, it's a big meeting in our church. Give your support to the conference. Provide your presence and your participation. Just be there and participate. Wednesday night, you don't want to miss it. But you don't want to just come Wednesday night when you could come on a night when Brother Eddie Wilson is going to talk about how to get the gospel with media all around the world. You don't want to miss Tuesday night because we're going to learn about how materials and Bibles and, and printing has a great role in getting people the gospel. Brother Corey Mears is here. He just got back from, from Zambia. And he said, Pastor, in Zambia, I don't, it's crazy, but you get out of the car and you just start offering people a track, and five or six other people are saying, I want to see one. I want one. I want one. And when you finish talking to them, talk to me. And they begin to share with them, you can't earn your way to heaven. It's by, it's by faith, not by works. It started a church in a village of people. 38 people came. 19 people got saved. And today they had a service together in a, in a community watching the live stream from the, the capital city just because they had materials to hand to them. We're going to learn about that. Give yourself to Christ through word of God and prayer and a little bit more of it. Number two, give your support to the conference. And then number three, pray about giving your substance to the cause. Whether it be your, your, your life, some of you, God's speaking to you. It may not be you can leave tomorrow, but you, you may, you, maybe God wants you to prepare. Maybe God wants to spend your retirement years or those first few years of your retirement on the mission field. Uh, that may be something you can do. But give of your substance. Some of us, you don't know how much, when's enough enough. You're wondering, oh, I, I want to need, I want to keep all I can until, boy, when I die, I'll will a lot more to missions. But maybe God wants to do your giving while you're living. Maybe God wants you to be involved now. Give of your substance. And it doesn't matter how much you make giving to missions, I'm convinced of this, it's not a matter of wealth, it's a matter of willingness. It's not a matter of how much money you got, it's about will you let God give through you what he'll not give to you. So I'm asking you to pray about those things. Give yourself to Christ, give your support to the conference, and I want to ask you if you would please give of your substance to the cause. Can you help me with that? Give yourself to Christ. Give your support to the conference. And then let's give our substance to the cause of getting people the gospel of Christ. Let's stand together and we'll be dismissed. Thank you very much for coming. The young people, are they going to be out by the table there? Okay. And if you, would you need to get a head start out that direction? Or We're good. Go, let me let you go. And Brother Isaac, wasn't that a great message? A wonderful message and so good to see you, Brother Isaac. I watched him play basketball and football years out in uh, Wildemar. And to see him tonight is a great blessing. Okay, yeah, I did not do a good job with that. Thank you, Miss Jean, so much. Uh, I, I mentioned to you about Tuesday, we have our Indiana pastors are coming to the college, 
And some of you have already written a note of encouragement to them. And some of you still haven't done that. You meant to do it, but you haven't done it yet. Okay. If you want to drop it off, where can they drop it off, Ms. Jean? At the desk? Okay. At, at the desk. Or you could take it to the college tomorrow. That will be fine. Or Tuesday morning, early 30, but rather be doing it tomorrow if you'd like to give uh, to. And, and my, my thought is that you could write to the pastor's wife, write to the pastor. If you want to include a gift card or something or some cash, that's fine. But something that when they came, they could leave being blessed, knowing that someone loved them. I cannot give you the names. I don't know who they're going to be. But let's all of us do something if we can. I know there's many things we're asking you to participate in. I do believe. And by the way, let me just say to you, I know that gas prices have risen. Food prices have risen. NIPSCO, energy, all those things. But here's what I found out. People who are faithful to God in seasons of prosperity, God is faithful to them in seasons of difficulty. I remember pastoring in Long Beach, and I pastored there from 2000 to 2013. We stayed as aggressive, but not really trying to, just stayed aggressive in getting the, in getting the gospel out, adding new missionaries in 2007, 8, 9, 10. I couldn't believe it. But I also couldn't believe that God, how God blessed our people in times of famine and difficulty. I don't know. I asked Brother Vargo about that. He said, Brother, he's a pastor. That's right. He said, we went through those seasons like it was just amazing how God took care of our people. And God knows how to do that. I'm not telling you that. I want you to pray about it, how God wants you to do it. But I'm looking forward to it. Don't get nervous and doubt in the night what God showed you in the light. I think these are some important times.